2: Hey everybody, I'm Zach and I'm Jesse and you're watching Test of Time News, episode 371 on Now You Know. Thanks to Surfshark for sponsoring this episode. Secure your digital life with this user-friendly virtual private network. Surfshark VPN keeps you safe and private by covering up everything you do online. When your device connects to the internet, the details and your information are in a way blurred out. So no one will be able to see what you're doing or where you're doing it all from. It's great to know that you're keeping your digital freedom and security even while you're using unprotected networks like public Wi-Fi. And a VPN can be a great way to save money. Of course, you won't get a discount just for connecting to a VPN. But you can save on several things online that track your search history or location to set prices like flights, hotel rooms, or items with one-time seasonal discounts. Another feature that we really like is Surfshark removes all cookie and consent pop-ups from the websites that you visit on Chrome and Firefox. And you can also use Surfshark on unlimited devices. We set up one Surfshark account and we can use it for all of our devices. You can try out Surfshark and see what it has to offer. And if it's not the perfect fit, no worries, there is a money back guarantee. Get Surfshark VPN at Surfshark.deals/NYK. And use the promo code NYK for three extra months for free. Step right up. Don't be shy. Hey, you young lad, how'd you like a chance to win a Tesla Model Y long range? Uh, me? Sure. What do I have to do, mister? It's easy, see? You just refer someone to buy a Tesla with your referral code, and if they buy a Tesla, you get 10,000 referral credits. It only takes 1,000 credits to enter the sweepstakes for this here Model Y. Gee willikers, so that means I can enter 10 times? That's right, you're a smart kid. So Tesla gave away a Model 3 performance last week, although they haven't yet announced who won it for some reason. The drawing for this Model Y runs through January 5th. Now, I wish that we had some data on how many people are using the Tesla referral program. I mean, it would be kind of dumb for new customers not to be using the referral code to buy a car because the buyer gets you know $500 off a of Model 3 or Y, $1,000 off a of Model S or X, plus three months of FSD, and the referrer gets Tesla credits. So you think every car sold means a new person in the Tesla referral program? And it's not just cars. I mean, you can save $500 off solar roof, solar panels just by using someone's referral code. And I think that's why the sweepstakes are so smart for Tesla. It gets people to spend their Tesla credits, but Tesla only has to give away one car at a time. And don't forget about the Cybertruck sweepstakes too. And one truck at a time. Yeah, good point. Because you can also spend your credits on lots of fun things like Tesla wall connectors, bike racks, roof racks, CCS adapters, solar license plate frames, pet liners, illuminated door sills, all-weather interior liners, and center console trays. Right, but those cost Tesla more money than a sweepstake, I bet. Yeah, because I mean, if practically everyone buying a car or solar is using a code, then there's probably hundreds of thousands of referral members. Yo, yo, check it out, rolling down the boulevard, black, white, and blue. Every red gets dull, what's a Tesla to do? Rap, baby, rap, cover up in style, slipstream, quiet down the Miracle Mile. What are you talking about? I'm talking about raps, baby. This is a Tesla channel. Tesla's now selling vehicle raps for the Model 3 and Y. Oh, you mean raps with a W. So, I mean, we know that Tesla's been doing this in China for a while now. Yes, but Tesla is now offering wraps in the U.S. As Tesla describes it, wrap your Model 3 or Y in one of our premium color wraps, only available through Tesla, offered in seven exclusive colors. The self-healing urethane-based film protects the paint beneath from chips, scratches, and swirling. Okay, so what are the colors and prices? Well, for $7,500, there's the slip gray, the satin ceramic white, the satin stealth black. And for $8,000, there's the glacier blue, the forest green, the satin rose gold, and the crimson red. Tesla also offers a clear wrap for $5,000 in gloss or satin finish, but unlike the color wraps, the clear wrap doesn't include the door jams. All right. <laughs> well, hang, hang on. Hang on. Cool. If you're getting up because you think you're going to get your model three wrapped, uh, sit back down. But oh, oh. the colors look so cool. Well, unless you're planning on using a time machine and driving to California, you're not going to be able to get one of these wraps. Why not? Currently, Tesla says it's only offering the service at two service centers, one in West Covina and the other in Carlsbad. Although I guess Tesla is hiring subcontractors in Costa Mesa and Santa Clara as well. But still, they're all in California. Secondly, wraps are only available for 2023 and later models of Model 3 and Y. Tesla says it should take five to seven days and they won't be giving you a loaner while the wrap is applied. Okay, so. So your uh, 2018 Model 3 is uh, not eligible. I guess it's too dirty. Is that why or is it because the shape has changed slightly and they have these custom cut wraps already? I don't know, part of me feels like it could be shape. Let me know, I don't know much about wraps. I feel like it could be shape, but I think it's more likely, since they do heat it and shrink it. I feel like it's more that it has to be applied to like a new paint job. Huh. But I mean, couldn't I have bought my car, driven it through the mud and then brought it there and then they, what, they have to clean it? And yeah. It? Let us know in the comments. I, again, I'm not a big rap expert. I think there's a huge profit generator for Tesla because these are not cheap wraps and I'm sure they're making a lot of money on them. Also, I think it's great to have new colors on the roads. Yeah, I mean, it really helps to advertise for Tesla. But on the other hand, this is extraordinarily expensive. Like normally, (laughs) if you want to get your car wrapped, it's in the like three grand, $3,000 range. So this is a clear premium. Well, but these are urethane wraps. I've been reading a lot of stuff in the forums that vinyl wraps don't really self-heal, whereas urethane wraps do. Uh, I don't know. Uh, does it really matter let us know down below if you want we've seen plenty of wrapped teslas they all look amazing and i mean none of them were done by tesla themselves so i don't know if you're going if you're going like oh yarn there's probably some guy nearby you who will spend the hours it takes to wrap your car yep it you just got to pay him less than you'd pay tesla and you pretty much have to live in california (laughs) well not uh yeah well (laughs) all right so you want a cool tesla product but you don't want to spend eight thousand dollars on a wrap Then how about this? Is this a sound system? Uh, Here, I'll show you with the white background so you can see it better. It's the Tesla Cyber Beer and Cyber Stein limited edition set for $150. Tesla states each bottle features a gloss black sleeve with a Cyber Beer watermark that looks even better chilled. The two matte black Cyber Beer Steins were glazed and fired to mirror the form of Cybertruck and finished with a gloss interior and signature Tesla logo. Are they wrapped? The beer appears to be a Hell's Lager brewed by the Buzzrock Brewing Company in Torrance, California. So, will the Steins fit into the Cybertruck cup holders? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. All right. So, uh, let's log in here and let's see. Is it still available? <laughs> it is as of recording the show. So, wow. as of yesterday, uh, <laughs> you can buy it. Um, good, let me, Good Christmas present, I guess? All I don't right. know. For the cyber beer lover in your life yeah look so i guess if things don't work out for tesla as an automotive solar energy insurance robot robo taxi company they can always fall back on being a brewery so tesla started by opening some version 4 superchargers in europe and now we're getting reports that tesla is opening three in the united states so remember that version three superchargers can charge up to 250 kilowatts. Version four superchargers can charge up to 350 kilowatts. Although remember that the manufacturer plate on the side shows that version fours have a rated output of thousand volts and 615 amps. Multiply those two numbers together, you get 615 kilowatts. So in theory, Version 4 superchargers may be able to charge at even faster speeds, but Tesla has stated that you're right. It's right now it's 350 kilowatts. Also, version 4 superchargers have uh, longer charging cables, which should make Cybertruck charging easier. So the first location was spotted in Wilsonville, Oregon by Tesla Motors Club member PDX M3s. Another version four supercharger location has been spotted in Prattville, Alabama by Corey Johnson. And lastly, thanks to RealPokePop on Reddit, the Sparks Nevada version three supercharger location is being updated to version four and it appears to be getting Magic Dock 2. So non-Teslas should be able to charge here as well. Yeah. So it's offline right now. So you can't supercharge there while they're doing the work. Mm. But this means that you can have a version four with Magic Dock. Right. I assume I'm... uh, Yes, maybe, someone go charge there and tell us. So Elon reposted Tesla's X-Post that just built our 20 millionth 4680 cell at Giga Texas. Now this is faster than I expected. Yeah, there are about 94680 cells in a Model Y roughly. Uh, So even though 20 million sounds like a big number, that would only be about 22,000 model-wise worth of 4680s built at Giga Texas. But don't get me wrong, that's still awesome. Using a little spreadsheet I put together, I tracked Tesla's rate of 4680 production. We've only got two data points, but it's very impressive. So it took Tesla 997 days to get to the first 10 millionth 4680. Now, only 117 days later, we get to the second 10 millionth. So according to your spreadsheet, up until June 16th, when Tesla produced their first 10 million 4680s, uh, Tesla was making only enough 4680s for about 11 Model Ys per day. Yes, but now according to my very rough calculations, don't yell at me in the comments, Tesla is making enough 4680s for 95 Model Ys per day. Now, obviously many of these 4680s will be going into Cybertruck production and Cybertruck may be using about twice the number of cells as a Model Y, but at least this gives us some sense of the scale, because I think hearing about 20 million of something is just too much for my brain. So how many days do you think it'll be before Tesla gets to their next 10 million 4680? Comment down below. I think before Christmas. Really? Yeah. So do you remember this photo? Yeah, I think we reported on this back in 2019 remind me what it is so these are the remains of a burned up model x on frozen lake champlain in vermont
3: jesus how long i figure this has been in the ice
2: and at the time we had no idea how it got there or why it was incinerated
4: those norwegians blew it up yeah
2: so i'm assuming now we do yes it turns out according to the u.s secret service and the vermont department of motor vehicles that it was allegedly part of a criminal scheme by michael a gonzalez a 34 year old man from shelburne vermont According to the indictment filed in the case, between September of 2018 and January of 2021, Gonzalez obtained five Tesla vehicles worth a total of approximately $600,000 from dealerships in New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, and Florida. For each vehicle, Gonzalez made an initial payment of approximately $2,500 and then arranged for electronic fund transfers to cover the balance of the vehicle's price from accounts with insufficient funds or from fictitious accounts. Gonzalez took delivery of the vehicles from Tesla before Tesla discovered his failure to complete the final payments. Gonzalez resold or attempted to resell four of the five vehicles. OK, so I get that he bought five Teslas without paying for them. It's just money. It's made up. But what I don't get is this Model X burned up on a frozen lake. I mean, why did he do that? Right, so this was from the fifth Tesla that Gonzalez bought, but he had trouble selling it, I'm guessing, because Tesla was on to him by then.
3: You want to buy some Teslas?
2: You
4: don't want to sell me Teslas.
3: I don't want to sell you Teslas. You want to go
4: home and rethink your life? I want to go
0: home and rethink my life.
2: <laughs> so he torched it and filed for the insurance money, which it appeared he didn't get, according to court documents, because he failed to appear twice to give a statement under oath to uh, Geico insurance. So what's going to happen in Gonzalez? According to the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Vermont on October 11th, Michael Gonzalez was sentenced by Chief United States District Judge Jeffrey Crawford to a term of 48 months' imprisonment to be followed by a three year term of supervised release. Gonzalez previously pleaded guilty to five counts of possessing and disposing of stolen vehicles that had crossed state lines. So, Gonzalez had been in jail since October of 2022. Gonzalez is also ordered to repay Tesla $493,000 and forfeit $292,000 to the United States. Gonzalez made $231,000 by selling these stolen Teslas to unwitting purchasers. Buyer beware, huh? Yeah, and according to court documents, he allegedly co-opted a girlfriend he had abused to sign the paperwork for two of the five fake purchases. There's more, but I'm trying to keep this week's show positive. You can read more about the case in the Bennington banner. We'll put the link down below. So last week, Tesla started posting jobs in South America and Mexico, including this one for a country manager in Mexico. And this one for a general manager in Chile along with sales managers and service technician positions all throughout Latin America. That's really cool. That is exciting. First time. All right, so we asked in last week's Patreon poll if people had seen any Tesla ads. 97% of you said no, and the 3% that said yes, many of you mentioned in the comments that they were counting X posts. We do know that ever since the Tesla annual shareholders meeting on May 16th, Tesla has dipped its toe into advertising and has been running about 300 different ads on Google. Now travelers in Japan have spotted this display at the Haneda airport in Tokyo. And Elon's like, okay, are you satisfied now? So remember way back in August, Jesse, when we reported that Tesla had bought German wireless charging company Wiferion in June? Yeah. Well, guess what? Tesla has already sold Wiferion to power electronic supplier Pulse. As Pulse states on their website, wireless charging specialist Wiferion becomes our new business unit, Pulse Wireless. Wiferion customers will benefit from our engineering resources and global presence in production and application support. Why would Tesla buy a wireless charging company in June and then sell it in October? Well, according to Mike Oitzman, founder of the Mobile Robot Guide, Tesla will retain the Wiferion engineering team. They are not included in the deal. Pulse will take over all existing contracts, trademarks and patents, plus Wiferion sales, marketing and support teams, which will transition into a new Pulse wireless division that will be located in Germany. Okay, so Tesla just acquired the company just to steal their engineering team? Yeah, my guess is that they are ready to do some next-level wireless stuff for cars and robots. And here you get a team that's already built and it's proven effective. But you don't get to take any of the patents or any of the technology? My guess is they didn't really need them. You, You just need the team that already did it and maybe you go to the next level with it. It's an interesting way to hire people away from a company. Yeah. You know what, Joe, don't worry about it. Uh, We're just gonna buy your company and then you're gonna be working for us anyway. So it appears that Tesla has already started deliveries of the updated Model Y that's being made at Giga Shanghai. According to local Chinese media, the upgraded Model Y has begun deliveries just over two weeks after having been unveiled. The refreshed Model Y includes a similar LED lighting strip to the refreshed Model 3, the removed wood trim on the dash, the slightly faster acceleration of 5.9 seconds of zero to 60 plus the black Gemini wheels. Now, it's only available in China at the moment, and Tesla so far has kept this base level Model Y the same price as the previous version at $263,901 or about $36,130. So according to new data out from Cox Automotive, U.S. electric vehicle sales accounted for 7.9% of total industry sales in Q3, a record and up from 6.1% a year ago and 7.2% in Q3. Q2. Total EV sales in Q3, according to an estimate from Kelly Blue Book, hit 313,086, a 49.8% increase from the same period one year ago, and an increase from the 298,000 sold in
3: Q2.
5: Okay,
2: all this quarterly data makes my head spin. How many EVs have been sold in the US so far this year? Cox Automotive answered that quite nicely in their report. Year-to-date EV sales through September reached just over 873,000, putting the market firmly on track to surpass 1 million for the first time ever. The milestone will likely be reached in November. Now, I should mention that what Cox Automotive did was use Kelly Blue Book data from this recent Kelly Blue Book uh, Q3 sales report because Kelly Blue Book is a Cox Automotive brand. I see. Now, whereas Cox Automotive tried really hard to spin the data in a very, how shall I say this, Tesla negative fashion, saying things like Tesla's share of the EV segment continues to plunge, hitting 50% in Q3, the lowest level on record, and down from 62% in Q1. The long-promised Cybertruck may reverse the downward trend, although competition from Ford, Rivian, and Chevrolet will likely impact Tesla's electric pickup volume potential. So I had to do some analysis of my own here. Tesla was the top-selling brand, okay, followed in distant second and third by Hyundai and Ford. The best-selling model was the Tesla Model Y, followed by the Tesla Model Model 3, and then in distant third place, the Chevy Bolt. What really kind of shocked me was this chart. This is the new vehicle average transaction price, and it includes all vehicles, ICE, and EV. What? I thought the average new car price in the US was
4: 35,000. Nope. Oh my lord, no.
2: I think we might have gotten that number stuck in our head when the Model 3 was announced and Elon was shooting for $35,000 because that was the average new car price back in 2017. But today, the average price of a new car in the US is $47,899. Really? And that's actually down after peaking to about $50,000 at the beginning of this year. The average price of a car. Wow. Wow.
4: Right. Yeah. Great.
5: Yeah.
2: Amazing. All right, there are a couple more charts here that I wanna geek out over, but it may take a while. So we're gonna talk about those on our Patreon Investor Club bonus stories this week. If you wanna help our work and learn valuable info to help you as investors, we urge you to support us on Patreon. By the way, the average EV in the US is now over $14,000 cheaper than it was a year ago. Thanks, Tesla. Wow. Oh man, I feel like, wow. Hey, and if you hit the like button right now, it really helps us out, spreads the word to more people. So according to this story, posted on X by Gilead Alper, a man driving a Tesla Model 3 in Israel had his life saved because he was driving a Tesla. This is the amazing story of how Tesla saved the life of one of the first Israelis to face Hamas. And Elon said, glad he made it. So it's kind of graphic, and this is a family show, so if you'd like to hear the whole harrowing tale, we'll report it on our Patreon bonus stories this week. Yeah, you can help support the independent reporting we do every week by joining us for as little as a buck a month to get all of our Patreon bonus stories every week, along with a bunch of other great perks. All right, it's time for the Cybertruck Roundup. Yeehaw! The Cybertruck Roundup. So we keep telling you about our sponsor, the Cybertruck Owners Club, and how awesome a community it is. This week, a Cybertruck Owners Club exclusive, the width of a Cybertruck. Day one reservation holder, Scott on Cybertruck Owners Club, got out his tape measure and measured the width of the Cybertruck while it was parked both at the widest part and at the rear bumper. So the widest part of the Cybertruck appears to be 78 inches wide or 198 centimeters. And the bumper appears to be 72 inches wide or 183 centimeters. Now for the comparison, the most popular truck, a Ford F-150 regular cab, is 79.9 inches wide. So to everyone who thought it would be impossible to park a Cybertruck in their garage, if you can park an F-150, you can probably fit a Cybertruck. Thank you to Cybertruck Owners Club for letting us share this with you. We got a bunch more stories from Cybertruck Owners Club. And uh, just in case a bunch of numbers didn't help you out there, here are some size comparison shots of the Rivian and the Cybertruck. You know what I love about these pictures? What? That's the same color Rivian we have, so I can now just visualize my (laughs) dreams when I have the Cybertruck parked next to our Rivian. But why stop with the Rivian? Uh, Let's see a Cybertruck next to a vehicle which actually inspired it. Wait for it. A DeLorean. Reddit user Blade Bronson shared photos of his DeLorean DMC 12 next to the Cybertruck on Sunday morning in San Francisco. That is super cool. Can you imagine you're driving along and you're like, oh no! It's a Cybertruck. Let's park here and get some shots. Uh, I mean, that is really awesome. And I, I do see a really crummy reboot of Back to the Future. Back to the Future 4? Yeah, where they're going to use the Cybertruck and it's going to be probably really bad. But, uh, you know, yeah. at least it'll have a Cybertruck in it. Let's do it. We're going to see uh, Michael J. Fox in it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Christopher Lloyd's still alive. Like, I think you could do it. That'd could be good. it off. Let's, let's do the treatment right now and pitch it. <laughs> do you know Michael J. Fox's middle name? No, it's Andrew. Okay. Uh, We have a video here of what appears to be a more recently built Cybertruck with somewhat better tolerances at the doors. Although the front gap still looks pretty big to me. But how about we get even closer shots of some parts of the Cybertruck that you might be wondering about from Reddit user NeuroCaptain. How about the tonal cover and tailgate button? I've been wondering about that, what it was going to look like. Here it is. Also, what is that um, little thing north of the button there, that little rectangles, is that where you put like an attachment? I think so. So we got some great shots of the Cybertruck uh that were practicing for the Baja 1000. We get to see some of the stuff that they brought with them as well as how dirty they got. Um, and, you know, they do look dirty and muddy, but they really don't look that beat up to me. I mean, maybe they weren't pushing it. Maybe they weren't going top speed. They were just doing like a, just getting used to the track. But I mean, do you remember, I forget, I think it was the the Hummer. They had to like pull all the trim pieces off of mm-hmm. it when they were testing it for some reason. And it just made the truck look like it had been through a war zone. That's a good point. Um, this, I don't know, looks like, A couple guys were having fun in their Cybertrucks. Yeah. Um, Looks like a fun job. I would love that job. That would be a great (laughs) job. Oh, yeah. We tested out the Cybertruck. And did you see the light bar? What? No. So check this out. Uh, Some people spotted this, which appears to be a light bar on the top of one of the Baja Cybertrucks. Is that factory installed or do you think that's aftermarket? I don't know. It doesn't look very aftermarkety. It looks like. You think this is going to come off the line? I. They would be pretty cool if Tesla sold an accessory kit like oh, that. Oh yes, it would. And lastly, I think this is from that Cybertruck we just saw in San Francisco. You know the one with the Delorean. Mm. Uh, we get an interior shot of the Cybertruck Sentry Mode screen. Check mm. that out. It's not as scary as the the tur- uh, portal turret one. I'm pretty scared. Maybe that's because I know the movie. But I don't think that many criminals are going to be like, oh no, in the movie Blade Runner. <laughs> Maybe a cyborg will come get us. Yeah, I don't think that's... Harrison Ford's gonna come shoot me. Maybe Ryan Gosling (laughs) is in the truck. Anyway, if you want to learn more about Cybertruck, go over to our sponsor. It's the Cybertruck Owners Club. There you're going to find all the latest news. That's where we go. Are you looking for an e-bike for relaxed riding? Then you should check out our review of the Van Powers Urban Glide Ultra e-bike over on our sister channel. Now let's review. So Jesse, you've been calling this e-bike the premium relaxed road e-bike. Yeah, I really enjoy riding it with its step-through frame, stylish design, and nice accoutrement. It could be the perfect e-bike if you don't want to spend a ton of money, but you want a quality relaxed ride with a mid-drive motor. Yeah, some nice features like front suspension, mud guards, and a rear rack. And my favorite, torque sensing pedal assist. So much more to cover on the Van Powers Urban Glide Ultra, so we urge you to subscribe to our Now Let's Review channel to learn more about it. As always, you get our unvarnished thoughts after thoroughly riding and testing so that you can make informed decisions on your next e-bike. And it's not just e-bikes. In fact, this week we also reviewed the Rainpoint Smart Plus irrigation system. You see, we review more than e-bikes and e-scooters. We review EV chargers, kitchen composters, and smart irrigation systems. And it's not just because the Rainpoint Smart Plus has batteries and motors, it's because this system can help you be more sustainable. Which can also save you a lot of money. The Rainpoint Smart Plus system that we reviewed has a Wi-Fi smart hub that coupled with the two zone valve, the soil and moisture sensors, the water flow meter, the rain sensor, the outdoor humidity sensor, and the app. The RainPoint app lets you control your whole irrigation system from the comfort of your couch, or even if you're traveling and hundreds of miles away from home. And I think that the most powerful part of this smart system is that instead of dumb timers, you can monitor what's going on with your lawn or garden using the data coming in from your app and decide how much and when to water. Just knowing how much water you use is huge because it usually you just guess. With this, it's like being an irrigation scientist. So go check out a review and now let's review to learn more. And see if the Rainpoint Smart Plus irrigation system might work for you. So Ford just announced that they're cutting one shift from the Rouge EV plant in Michigan. Isn't that where Ford builds the F-150 Lightning? Yep. But didn't Ford just increase that plant from two shifts to three in December because they said the demand for the Lightning was increasing? Now that's what they said then. But in July, Ford CEO Jim Farley said this, the near-term pace of EV adoption will be a little slower than expected. And Farley pushed back their goal for producing 600,000 EVs until next year. Right, because there's no way Ford is going to produce 600,000 EVs this year. With about 47,000 EVs produced in the first three quarters of this year, Ford would be lucky to make one-tenth of that this year. Yeah, and uh, this won't be helping. Ford Lightning sales dropped 46% in Q3 versus Q2. Wow. Ford only sold 3,503 Lightnings in Q3 this year versus the 6,500 in the same period last year. Okay, so Ford is cutting 700 jobs, but isn't this because of the UAW strike? No. According to the Wall Street Journal, a union official said, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that our sales for the Lightning have tanked. That's from the union? That's from the union. Okay, but Lightnings make up about 2% of Ford's F-Series sales, and if their sales are tanking, then what are they gonna do about it? Well, we reported on the cheaper flash trim last week um, to get the Lightning under the $80,000 federal tax incentive limit. And now it seems that Ford is offering an incentive of their own, $7,500 off the Platinum and Lariat trims through January 2nd. So that's in addition to the $7,500 federal tax cut. So that would be $15,000 off. Okay, so a Lariat trim for $62,495. Yeah, but don't forget that when the Lightning was first unveiled, the Lariat trim was priced at $70,000. That's what we bought it for. Since then, Ford has increased the price several times. So this $7,500 incentive is really just getting us back to the price where it started. And don't forget that Ford is still losing money on every Lightning truck sale. So they're kind of doomed if they do, doomed if they don't. Right. They have to increase sales to get their production throughput to go up to help costs economies of scale and all that but the more they sell the more money they lose ouch and unfortunately less and less people seem to want the truck so i know that we're all excited for the new electric pickup truck coming out this year yeah the The byd what yeah a chinese car maker byd just had their patent for an electric pickup truck leaked this week so it should be coming out this year but it's almost November. Well, there has been a camouflage prototype spotted as well. And this pickup truck is the work of ex-Audi designer Wolfgang Egger. Okay, but this would only be for the Chinese market. Correct. Okay, so I assume we don't have any detailed specs. None at all. Well, I guess we'll see if it competes with the Cybertruck in China. Well, I guess that's <laughs> if Tesla sells the Cybertruck in China. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you, do you want this truck? It looks like a Tacoma to me. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, stats please and right. uh, safety. And it's a, looks I, like a truck. Also, I mean, this is the truck market here. So make it for here. Right. Well, I don't see a lot BYD, of pickup trucks in China. Right No, I mean, BYD, apparently they have a burgeoning uh, outdoor vehicle market. OK, apparently the Chinese have just learned to go camping. Well, I, I it's know. flooding all the time there, so they I need see. something. I gotcha. All right. So last Thursday, the European Court of Justice ruled that pedal assist e-bikes are actually bikes, not motorbikes or motor vehicles. Now you may be asking, who cares? Why would the European Court of Justice bother deciding something that was so silly and trivial? Well, it all started a few years ago. An e-bicyclist in Bruges, Belgium, was hit and killed by a car. The Belgian court was trying to decide if the e-bicyclist was driving a motor vehicle or not, because if he wasn't, then his family would be entitled to automatic compensation as a vulnerable road user under Belgian law. The case was referred to the European Court of Justice, and the court ruled that e-bikes, quote, do not appear to be capable of causing bodily or material damage to third parties comparable to the damage that may be caused by motorcycles, cars, trucks, or other vehicles propelled exclusively by mechanical power now in Europe e-bikes can have no more than 250 watts of continuous power and cannot be propelled by the motor any faster than 25 kilometers an hour now I believe this ruling also means that Europeans won't have to insure their e-bikes as e-motorcycles because in Europe in a lot of jurisdictions you have to buy like car insurance for your e-bike which is not cheap right and this would basically do away with that we think i mean we're not lawyers but let us know down in the comment if you know more about this um but it was just this gray area and nobody knew what was going on but now finally we have a court ruling that should trickle its way down and hopefully make it a lot easier for people to buy e-bikes i hope so then i say i say e-bikes because us americans we like a little bit more power a little more (laughs) zip in our e-bike I sure more than 25 kilometers an hour and more than 250 watts. I like to go up hills. I don't know. Exactly. I, I don't know. I'm I know. I'm fat and lazy. I'm just a terrible person, but that's that's what it means to be an American, apparently. Hey, and if you want to share a clip you've seen on our show, but you don't want to share the entire show, head on over to our now you know clips channel and X, where we chop these into little bite sized clips that make them easy to share. Alright, it's time for our SpaceX update with Alien Space, who is someplace fun this
6: week. Hey Zach and Jesse, I'm actually down here at Starbase for your SpaceX report, but we're gonna talk about some major news on the space coast from this week. We witnessed the highly anticipated anticipated. anticipated Falcon Heavy launch and this was actually only the eighth time that we've seen a Falcon Heavy launch. It's very rare to see one of these launches and it is SpaceX's most powerful rocket in operation. The Psyche mission will take almost six years, travel about 2.2 billion miles, and arrive at the Psyche asteroid in July of 2029. NASA wants to study the composition of the asteroid, which the agency describes as an unusual object likely rich in metal. The mission will also demonstrate NASA's first deep-space test of the Deep Space Optical Communications System high bandwidth optical communications through distances far exceeding the moon and they're using a near-infrared laser to do this. I actually attempted to witness a Falcon Heavy launch back in November of last year, but unfortunately I was fogged out so that was very disappointing, but I would love to see one of these in the future, not just because of the launch, but because of the landing. So check out this video of Falcon Heavy side boosters landing back on Earth after launching the Psyche spacecraft to orbit. While Falcon Heavy launches are rare, the Falcon 9 workhorse has become commonplace, and the clockwork-like cadence of launches created a new milestone for SpaceX this week as well. Here's a picture of another Falcon 9 Starlink launch of 22 satellites to orbit but this completed SpaceX's 150th launch to date off pad 40 in Florida. So I'm down here at Starbase which you can see behind me in the background here I'm staying in Port Isabel. I haven't been back down here since the Starship launch but I wanted to get some new content so if you're curious to see more SpaceX content please consider following my channel Ellie in Space. Thank you Zach and Jesse and I'll see you next week.
2: Thanks so much, Ellie, for that SpaceX update. 150 launches from Pad 40. Wow. Wow. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. I have to thank Henson again for my shave this week. Um, You can pick up your Henson shaver. You can get 100 blades for free. All you have to do is put them in your cart and at checkout, use the code now you know. So this story is just kind of awesome. A guy parks his car. Okay only to come back and realize that the garage that he parked in doesn't let you back in after 10 p.m. Oh. I didn't know that that was even legal, (laughs) but he has a Tesla with smart summon, and so he smart summoned it to the gate, and because the gate has a magnetic sensor, it opens, freeing his car and allowing him to drive out of the place. It worked. It worked.
0: Oh yeah, that's it, baby. No, That's it, baby.
5: No, Uh, Wait. (laughs) Woo!
2: Wait, so we're getting to see this not only from his perspective, but the car's perspective. We got the car's perspective as well. Wow. That is very Knight Rider. That's very Knight Rider. Wait, so you know about Knight Rider? I mean, that was was from my era. You told me about it. (laughs) I... it's hard to have escape. We ever, have we ever actually watched an episode of it? No, I've only seen the intro. We have to watch it the sounds show. it's really cool. I mean. David Hasselhoff. Right. No, I mean, I mean. Come on. I mean, I've seen so many Teslas with the thing on the front. I mean, and no wonder why, because this is what you can do. You with know what? It. This week, everyone, let's all watch an episode of Knight Rider. <laughs> okay. Let's, okay. Netflix or whatever is going to be like, what's going on? It's probably impossible to it find. It probably. It's on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Time for Going Green. So four states have already done it, and now California is joining in. We're talking about the states that have mandated that new school buses be electric. California Governor Gavin Newsom just signed Assembly Bill 579 into law, which says that all new school buses in California must be electric starting in 2035, 12 years from now. The good news is that California has already started and is leading the nation in the switch to clean green transportation for kids. Yeah, California already has 2,078 committed school buses across the state. They're not insane. It just means that those are ones that are actually going to be used, 34 percent of which have already been delivered. The four states that beat California to the punch in terms of passing a law are Connecticut, Maryland, Maine and New York. Yeah, Maine passed its law in 2022 and mandates that all school buses must be electric by 2040. Connecticut's mandate moves that up to 2035. New York's law mandates that all new purchased or leased pupil transportation has to be zero emission by, get this, July 1st, 2027. School districts can file for an extension for up to two years. But by July 1st of 2029, all new pupil vehicles must be electric. Now, you think that New York's law is good. Check out Maryland's. The Maryland Climate Solutions Act of 2022 requires all new school buses, purchases and contracts to be electric by wait for it 2025. Seriously? Yep. Hat tip to our buddy, Maryland State Delegate David Frazier Hidalgo for being instrumental in making this happen. You can check out our interview with Delegate Fraser Hidalgo on our in-depth video, The Lawmaker Who Battled for Tesla. It's lawmakers like David that give me hope for the future of our country and planet. And if you want to know why we need to ditch diesel school buses for electric, check out our in-depth called the Magic School Bus. I am really proud of that episode. I watched a bit of it this week. And remember, the federal government has already allocated $5 billion for electric school buses. The World Resources Institute just reported that 39 percent of all committed electric school buses in the U.S. currently come from the EPA's Clean School Bus Rebate Program. In 2022, 2,300 electric school buses in 365 school districts were awarded over $900 million. And there's plenty more money there, U.S. So if you're in a school district, apply for it and get free school buses that are also electric. All right, time for Sunspots. Some shady things are going to happen in France soon. Oh, like what, you're getting intel from those French prison movies you watch? I'm not talking about illegal shady, I'm talking about this. As the Washington Post reported back in February, new French law will blanket parking lots with solar panels. But like you said, that headline is from February. Why are you talking about it now? I had been following this story last year when it was proposed, and I thought there was no way it would pass in France. I mean, the proposed law not only meant that all new parking lots with 80 spaces or more would need to cover at least half the spaces with solar panels, but also all the existing parking lots would have to comply too. And they only have until 2026 for big lots with 400 plus spaces and only until 2028 for lots with 80 to 400 spaces. So I thought this will never pass. And then to my amazement, It did. It went into effect in July of this year. Now, how many parking lots does France have? I searched the internet high and low. I could not find that information. I do know that Disneyland Paris has 11,200 parking spaces. So at, say, like 150 square feet per space, half the spaces would equal 840,000 square feet or about 56,000 solar panels. So multiply that by like a conservative 300 watts per panel, and that'd be 16.8 megawatts of solar just in that location alone. The French Court of Accounts officially estimated, quote, if half of France's parking lots are covered by solar panels, there will be installed capacity of between 6.75 gigawatts and 11.25 gigawatts at a cost of between $8.7 billion and $14.6 billion. So this is the law now in France. Yep. Now, I know a lot of people are going to push back and be like, see, French, just passing laws, spending money. But hang on. So we all know that France is largely powered by nuclear power. Mm -hmm. The average nuclear power plant in France has a generating capacity of about one gigawatt. So this new solar parking lot law could replace six to 11 nuclear power plants, which, by the way, now cost 14 billion dollars each to build a new nuclear power plant. So for the cost of building one nuclear power plant, France could get the equivalent power as six to 11 power plants. And not would, they will. And also this law made it easier for France to build solar along highways too. Oh, and so then I was reading the law and I'm like, you know what? They probably just made it really easy not to do it, like Mm -hmm. probably a slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. But get this, uh, it's a 50 euro per spot per month fine. So if you have an 80 space parking lot, you would have to pay 48,000 euros a year in fines for not doing it. Meanwhile, your neighbor parking lot, which does do it, is gonna start to make money. So I think parking lots are gonna do it. Either that, or they're just gonna start ripping them up, and we're gonna have all this- (laughs) It's not a space, it is a picnic park. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a a good thing either way, because it's either gonna be like, you have to ride your bike to work, there will not be a spot here waiting for you that's a good point we have 79 spots in this parking lot (laughs) and uh we don't have one for you anymore jacques so where do i park yeah (laughs) um so you're gonna have to ride a bicycle in um or i don't know i mean could they make really big spots i'm trying to think of ways that they're going to try and get around this there's probably going to be some share spots here it's one giant spot (laughs) Anyway, if you'd like to put solar on your house, but you have a lot of questions about it, talk to our friends at Energy Pal. They will help you go solar for less and they'll answer all your questions and do it for free. Link us down below, tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories. Send them to us two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape with good audio and no music. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week, Jess? Teresa and Rebecca sent us this story about EVs that were prominently featured in the new Barbie movie.
3: Hey, Zach and Jesse, your father-son team who talk each week in-depth about all the EVs.
5: And I'm Teresa, and this is Rebecca, and we're a mother-daughter team who talk in-depth each week about movies and all things cinema.
3: We thought your TTN community would like to hear about GM Authority reporting that in the new Barbie movie, several GM EVs were prominently used.
5: We can confirm after seeing the movie that Yes, there is a pink car, and it actually is a 1956 Chevy Corvette C1 with the letters EV printed on the side with a charging port.
3: In addition, we see one of Barbie's friends driving a 2024 Chevy Blazer EVSS, and they even use the boost mode to get away from the bad guys, who are ironically driving large Chevy Black ICE SUVs. Talk about good versus evil.
5: Finally, we see Ken driving an all-electric Hummer EB. Now, we all know that Chevy is the innovator of EVs. You electrified the entire automobile industry. I'm serious. You led, and it matters. (laughs) Sorry, we couldn't say that with a straight face. Even still, I think all proponents of a cleaner future would be very happy to know that EVs are prominently displayed throughout the movie, which is trying hard to restore a great place to live. Now you know. Movies are better, better together. together movies are better
2: together mother and daughter team there that's awesome so go check out the cocoon cast youtube channel that's that's really cool uh, although i don't think that was really a chevy ev in the beginning but it, well they put the badge on <laughs> it all right so time for our patreon bonus stories now on patreon this week we've got a tesla light show and how would you like to see two mercedes-benz evs crash tested into each Ooh, other okay also i included a story that jesse doesn't know about that's going to make <laughs> him angry <laughs> along with all this we've got investor club bonus stories and much more so head on over to patreon.com slash now you know support us for just a buck a month and you'll get all these patreon bonus stories you'll be glad you did check it out it's a bonus all right we're back from our patreon bonus stories it's time for the patreon poll if you join us at two dollars or more a month you can join in on this poll what was our question this week will ford be able to survive the Cybertruck launch and you know our patrons are usually right so what did they say 60% said that Ford is in serious trouble and uh, that they're not going to survive. And 40% said that they are going to survive because F-150 will still remain a best-selling truck. Interesting. Kind of uh, split there. Kind of right. split. I mean, we didn't say how long after the right. Cybertruck launch. We did say the Cybertruck launch, which, which is a little bit earlier. Right. Um, but, you know. All right. All right. It's time for Elon's X's of the week. So Shibitoshi Nakamoto said the four worst words in the English language. Sorry, Internet not available. Elon said Starlink will be available on most aircraft soon, depending on whether the airline orders it. So he's really putting the push, really giving a little twist of the knife there. I got to say, if you had a choice between two airlines and they were comparable prices and one had Starlink and one didn't, I know which one I'd pick. Because, I mean, I've been on an airplane before and I've paid my God knows how much money to get the Internet. And then uh, it's a little slow. (laughs)
0: What? 11%? I started downloading this thing like two days ago.
2: Elon says this article about capitalism, not slavery, made Britain rich. It's time we stopped apologizing for our past. He said it's accurate. He also said cannibalism was standard practice for islands in the Pacific, especially and not considered at all wrong by those who practiced it. Meat in many places was hard to come by. So he then posted this meme. Rune says, this weekend sealed the deal for me that Elon's X takeover was actually a civilization critical purchase rather than some silly distraction or a way to center himself. Free speech in all its glory and all of its horror. Elon said, if successful, X will evolve to be the collective consciousness of humanity or more accurately, the human machine collective. Peter Diamantis says, empathy, what the world needs. Elon says, yes. Disclosed TV says, just in, EU commissioner warns Elon Musk in a letter that his platform X is spreading illegal content and disinformation. Elon says, but what is this content that they're talking about? I still don't know what they're talking about. Maybe it's in the mail or something. Elon then tweeted, instead of knowledge, schools pour poison into the ears of our children. Dr. Nodal said, to be fair, not all schools and not all teachers, but enough to really spoil the whole barrel of apples. Elon says, true, but it's far more widespread than most parents realize, as parents incorrectly assume that schools have not been politicized. Sorry, I don't mean to say that all schools or teachers have become politicized, but that is the general tendency. Critical thinking, effectively, a mental firewall should be the first thing schools teach. Captain Eli says Tesla opened all superchargers in Israel for free until further notice. Elon says it's done. Molly White says starting to think some of these courtroom sketch artists lost money on FTX. Elon says sure seems like it. Congressman Ro Khanna said, members of Congress can't do our job representing the people if we're worried about how it will impact our future employment. Currently, 468 former members are registered lobbyists. It's time to ban members of Congress from lobbying for life. And Elon says 100 percent. Lindsey Graham says, we're in a religious war and I unapologetically stand with Israel. And Elon says, is it possible to stop the forever war? Obaid says, and there is no electricity in Gaza. Elon says, I hope that electricity and essential services are rapidly restored to Gaza. Farhan says, you just hope. I mean, you can't send some basic essentials to Gaza, but Tesla superchargers are free in Israel. Elon says, I would like to help those in Gaza who want peace, but have no way to do so. In general, I want all humans to be happy and prosperous without regard to race, creed, religion or anything else. Then Elon posted this about Lycurgus, the founder of Sparta, who basically didn't attack people when he got his eye gouged out. He actually made that person his friend. And he's basically saying, like, let's not do eye for an eye here. Let's let's rise above it. Sawyer Merritt posted that SpaceX has launched a direct-to-sell website page, and Elon said, it will be cool. Tiffany Funk says, Caroline Ellison just testified that Thai prostitutes were involved in an attempt to regain access to a billion dollars of Alameda funds frozen by the Chinese government. What? Elon says, it is entertaining. Selling the rights to the soap opera could help repay some of the victims. Wall Street Ape says, most people would agree with Elon that watching the United States is like watching Rome collapse, but with memes. Elon says, yeah, happened a lot in mid to late stage Rome, notably after conquering Greece, no mention before, I believe. Seems to be a function of extended victory when a civilization has been winning for too long, it gets complacent and entitled. Elon then said Starlink is rebuilding the internet in space. And he said to beat hatred, transform thyself. Lex Friedman says, 100 years ago today, my grandfather, Arkady Friedman, was born. He fought bravely as a machine gunner against the Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union in 1941. I'm here today because he survived. Most didn't. His blood runs in my veins. I hope to make him proud. I love you all. Elon says, my grandfather also fought in World War II for about six years. All his friends were killed. Very severe PTSD. His father died when he was young, so he had to drop out of high school and work to support his siblings, which meant that he wasn't eligible for the officer corps. Toward the end of the war, they gave everyone an IQ test and he scored high, so they sent him to work for British intelligence or he would probably be dead and I wouldn't exist. Elon tweeted out, congrats to NASA and SpaceX teams for successfully launching the psych probe to interplanetary transfer orbit. He said, I love NASA. And Elon tweeted out these pictures of the Falcon Heavy side boosters landing. Tim Ferriss posted this story about um, a tiger who was captive for years. And then Elon said, everyone is to some degree in a prison created by their own mind. He then tweeted out his new t-shirt that he loves. And he then tweeted out this meme. <laughs> Catherine Brodsky says, my views on X keep going up, but payouts keep going down. Very interesting. Elon says, advertising revenue on our platform drops massively during war. Massimo says, the difference between AM and FM radio in how it sends its radio signal. Elon says, got to modulate something, lol. AJ says, opting for an EV is choosing for a better future. One often overlooked advantage of electric vehicles is their potential to disrupt funding sources for conflict, particularly in regions like the Middle East. By choosing an electric vehicle, you indirectly reduce the demand for oil. Elon says electric transportation and solar and wind electricity generation will have a tectonic effect on the geopolitical power balance. Eliza says, as you may know, I disagree with Elon Musk about some very large issues. So worth highlighting the community note seems to me like an incredible smashing home run of a feature. It works far better than I had have predicted. In my opinion, it justifies the entire Twitter purchase. Elon says, thanks, Yad. Elon says, car just drove me around Austin all day with no interventions required. Despite ACL festival crowds in the fairly near future, people will wonder why there was ever skepticism about self-driving. Ashley St. Clair said the result of mass migration without any requirements for assimilation is a nation with massive cells of folks with foreign allegiance, a very dangerous stage to set, especially during global conflict and war. Elon says it lays the groundwork for civil strife, if not war. The Rabbit Hole tweeted out this chart of Adderall prescriptions in the U.S. going up and said Goldfish Nation. And Elon responded with two exclamation points, which means that he really wants to take a look at it. Elon says, name a work of fiction that's been as accurate as Deus Ex in predicting the world we live in today. Elon says, one of the best games ever. I changed my profile picture to J.C. Denton during the COVID vaccine debacle. He then tweeted out this meme. In this corner, a man who describes himself as Orwellian. And in this corner, a guy who loves saying Kafkaesque. And he says, I use both words a lot. (laughs) Ken Kirtland, the fourth says, USA with and without SpaceX launches versus China helps illustrate this point somewhat. So blue would be without SpaceX. (whistles) Elon says, SpaceX is an anomaly in the matrix. Elon says, can you beat hatred without a malignant heart? And Ian Miles Chong says, nice Diablo 4 reference, but it's also a good question. Being pure of heart makes it so much more difficult. Elon says, the metaphor works. Elon says, what has actually happened is that you can no longer trust elite colleges and have to test people independently for engineering ability. And lastly, he tweeted out, what are we holding on to, Sam? That there's some good in the world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. Hmm. time for community mail time. Can Remember to share your stories, your videos with us, and don't forget your EV tips and tricks. We need those as well. Send them to hello at Ryan spotted the supercharger station in San Antonio, Texas, with both standard superchargers and pull-in superchargers. Sam spotted a Lucid test vehicle driving through Victoria in London, UK. Cooper saw this Starlink dish at the supercharger station in Golden, British Columbia. Bill ran into this Toronto City work crew with this Ford F-150 Lightning. Art saw these heavy electric loaders at the Drive Electric Week. Robert spotted this Model Y with the license plate Sparky in Chandler, Arizona. That's Sparksy. Sparksy. That's different and sparky. <laughs> Daryl saw these Boulder City police EVs at the Drive Electric Week in Las Vegas, Nevada. Christopher spotted this Fisker Ocean driving around Palos Verdes, California. Sergio came across this Citroën Ami cargo being used as a postal service vehicle in Algarve, Portugal. Chris sent us this picture of the Tesla Diner construction site. Ooh, yeah! Hoo-hoo. It's getting there. Vico spotted this Hongkwai EHS9, uh, a Chinese electric luxury vehicle in the port of Helsinki, Finland. Fred spotted this Bitimek Robcar EV driving on the narrow walking paths in capri italy wow that that's amazing that's like it looks like it's just fall over i know doesn't it about the batteries on the floor though <laughs> and archie saw this original tesla roadster in solano beach california nice thank you so much for sending those in it really makes the show awesome all right so let's get to our superchargers what do we got out in the world people show us
5: this is rance hardy at
4: the jasper florida supercharger uh we have one place to go a shell station a little quick mark and it's a 250 kilowatt charger. There's not much else around
2: here, just a gravel truck parking lot. I would rate this a four
5: out of ten on the Jesse scale. Now you know.
2: Isaac
4: and Jesse, they're Rick from Belton, Missouri. We got 12 stall supercharger installed, almost done. We got a High v this is in front of High v there's a hy V gas station. There's a Home Depot across the street and several places to eat. It's two blocks from 71 highway west, west of 71. Now you know.
0: Hey Zach and Jesse, here we are in San Mateo, California and look at this Tesla V3 superchargers coming here. We are on Norfolk right by highway 92. There's lots of shopping. There's a cafe. And uh, I think you should come on by. We got 14 new stalls coming soon. We got two more stalls over here for handicapped vans. That's pretty exciting. These two here are on the end so you could do a pass through with a trailer. Now you know.
3: Hi, Zach and Jesse. It looks like a 12 stall Tesla supercharger is going in, in Belton, Missouri, two blocks west of 71 highway, almost done probably next two weeks. Now you know.
2: Thank you so much for doing supercharger reviews. We have a spot on our website at nainochannel.com where you can look at the map of all the superchargers and upload your own reviews. So what do we got for new ones, Jess? We got the three stall in Jingtang, China. We got the two stall 120 kilowatt in Wuzhong, China. The two stall 120 kilowatt in Beijing, China. Number seven in Romania is the eight stall in Craiova, Romania. The four stall 120 kilowatt in Jinning, China. The eight stall in Carthage, Texas. Number 70 in Hong Kong is the three stall at Lee Garden One, Hong Kong. Number 50 in Washington is the eight stall in Ocean Shores, Washington. Number 394 in California is the 22 stall in Newark at Gateway Boulevard, California. Number 198 in Canada is the 12 stall in Calgary. The three stall in Ningbu. The four stall 120 kilowatt in Tianjin. The three stall in Beijing, China Number 1857 in China Is the two stall 120 kilowatt in Qingdao Number 138 in Texas Is the 16th stall in Santo, Texas Number 17 in Montana Can you believe that? 17 in Montana Is the 8th stall in Belgrade, Montana Number 72 in Pennsylvania is the ten stall at Clearfield, Pennsylvania. Number 93 in Japan is the four stall in Nagoya, Japan. And number three in Malaysia, number 5628 in the world, is the four stall at Petaling Jaya at Sunway Pyramid, Malaysia. Nice. Look, it's been another hard week in the world. I hope we brought you a few smiles, maybe a giggle or two. Um, if you're looking for a way through all this, might I suggest being nice to people this week? A smile an extra hug, maybe reach out to that person that you haven't talked to in a while. Thank you for everyone watching and allowing us to be part of your life. Thank you for helping us get through some really tough weeks. There may be more ahead, but we'll be together and stronger for it. So stay safe. We'll see you next week. Now you know.